We're on a mission from God. John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd made that line famous many years ago in the movie The Blues Brothers. I'm sure most of us have seen it. We're on a mission from God. With the proper qualifications, my brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, could have said something very similar on the day he was baptized. I'm on a mission from the Heavenly Father, and the mission officially begins now, at this moment. And the Father himself verified that when he said from heaven, as we heard a few moments ago, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. His message was, this is Jesus, my beloved son, Follow him, obey him, listen to his words, because he's on a mission. He's on a mission from me. And if we're called to be like Jesus, and of course we are, then common sense should tell us we should also have a mission in this life. Not the same one that Jesus had, of course, saving the world from sin and eternal death is beyond our capabilities. But we are to have a mission nonetheless. Do you have a sense of what your mission is? I think a lot of people today don't. Even if they're very successful in the eyes of the world, they achieve certain goals, they do good things, they even help other people in wonderful ways, but they lack a real sense of purpose, a sense of purpose that's rooted in this idea of mission. I think this is a clear indication of how secularized our society has become. Let's face it, for many people, even for many Christians, God is not the major player in the decision-making process of their lives. When it comes to the important decisions of life, choosing a vocation, choosing a spouse, even a job, the question for them isn't, Lord, what is your plan for my life? What do you want me to do? Please show me. The question a lot of people ask is, how do I feel about this? Is this what I feel like doing right now? The person who does involve God in the major decisions of his life, in other words, the person who tries his best to discern God's will in all he does, is much more likely to have a sense of purpose and mission, as opposed to somebody who makes their decisions on the basis of their feelings or instincts. Now, to have a mission in your life, a sense of your mission, you first of all have to be convinced that there's someone out there who has the plan, who's actually sending you forth. And this is why God and not our feelings have to be our reference point in everything. God has to be that. In fact, if you remember nothing else from this homily, remember that point. God has to be our reference point for everything. He already knows our mission in this life. He knows what we're supposed to do. And he's the only one who can reveal that to us over time. Our emotions can't do it. In fact, our emotions normally lead us in the wrong direction. St. John Henry Newman, recently canonized, put it this way concerning his own life. He said, God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me which he has not committed to another. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. He has not created me for naught. I shall do good, I shall do his work, I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place, while not intending it, if I do but keep his commandments. Therefore I will trust him, 
Whatever I am, I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, my sorrow may serve him. He does nothing in vain. He knows what he is about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate, make my spirit sink, hide my future from me. Still, he knows what he is about. Notice the connection Newman makes there between fulfilling our mission and keeping the commandments. One follows the other. And so if you're lacking a sense of mission in your life at the present time, maybe the first thing you need to do is make a good examination of conscience and then make a good confession. And notice, too, the implicit warning he gives us here against living our lives according to our feelings. Newman indicates here that fulfilling our mission might not always make us feel good. Sometimes it might involve unpleasant things like sickness and sorrow. So obviously, if we make this mistake of living by our emotions, we're going to miss our mission entirely. And those of you who are parents already know this from your own experience, whether you are conscious of that or not. Part of your mission in this life is to provide for your children, for their spiritual needs, physical needs, emotional needs. That's not always a lot of fun, is it? It's not always enjoyable on the emotional level. In fact, I dare say, if you equated your mission in this life as parents with what made you feel good, most of you would have run away from home a long time ago. Faithfulness to the mission God gave you required sacrifice, and even at times sorrow. But as St. John Henry Newman would tell you, that sorrow actually served God, and it enabled you to fulfill a crucial part of your mission here on this earth. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, now St. Teresa of Calcutta, also understood this from her own experience. You know, after Mother Teresa died in 1997, the Church began a deep, extensive investigation into her life. And that's a normal part of the canonization process that she was in. And during this investigation, they learned some important things about Mother Teresa that were not known before, at least by the general public. First of all, it seems that she had a very deep, profound spiritual experience on September the 10th, 1946, which led her to found and establish the Missionaries of Charity. Before that, she had belonged to another religious order. She was told by God to found this order. God made it clear to her that this was his will. And then during the rest of 1946 through 1947, she experienced a mystical union, a real mystical union with Christ in her prayer life. This is something incredible that most people never ever experience on this side of the grave. But then when her difficult work in the order began, when she began to minister to the sick, the dying, the suffering, that sense of union with Christ left her, although she deeply longed for it, as I'm sure we all would. They know this, by the way, from what she wrote in the letters she wrote to her spiritual directors. One of the priests investigating her cause for canonization was asked the question, how long did this period of darkness last for Mother Teresa? He responded, till the end, 50 years. So here was a woman who was blessed to know her mission in this life because it was revealed to her directly by God. 
in a powerful spiritual experience. But she had to fulfill that mission without any deep spiritual consolations for 50 years. As the priest investigator put it, she had to minister to the sick and dying all of that time out of pure faith and pure love. Can you imagine if she had made the mistake of living her life by her feelings after 1947? She obviously never would have fulfilled her mission. In fact, she probably would have given up after a few days. The Blues Brothers were right, my brothers and sisters. We are all on a mission from God. The challenge for us and for every human person is first to discover that mission and then to complete it with the faithfulness of a Mother Teresa. If we do that, then we will someday be where she now is.